Hey everyone, welcome to another great episode of the Smooth Business Growth Podcast where we share 15 minutes of fast-paced, pure marketing strategies proven to move the needle in your business. So I'm your host and Captain Lindsay Phillips. I am the founder of Smooth Sailing Business Growth where we help busy entrepreneurs attract and acquire customers faster through powerful and consistent content marketing. In fact, if you go to smoothbusinessgrowth.com, you can actually download your social media roadmap to help you do just that. So let's get to the good stuff, folks, because that's why you're here. And today we're chatting with financial expert Todd Tresseter, who raised his net worth from less than zero at age 23 to a self-made millionaire 12 years later by walking the talk and using his personal finance and investment strategies that he teaches on financialmentor.com. And today Todd's going to be sharing his scientific approach to seven steps to seven figures. So let's set sail. So welcome aboard, Todd. Thanks so much for coming back to my show. Thank you, Captain. Thank you for leading the way. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, I remember the last time that you were on our show, um, we chatted about you know how to retire and uh, what are the best strategies so that you have enough wealth for retiring. And I was just so enthralled with your seven steps to seven figures that I had to have you back. Now, what I think is interesting is that you say that anyone can achieve financial freedom using a scientific wealth building process. So you say it's scientific, um, which seems weird to me. So how, explain how that is. Well, yeah, it's weird because it's finance, right? Like why yeah. is it scientific or it's money? But really what I teach is I teach an engineered approach to how you build wealth. So it's literally, you literally engineer your wealth. You design a wealth plan. It's all engineered. It's based on two equations, right? So your wealth growth or your wealth is determined by two equations, which is the mathematical expectancy equation and the future value equation. So again, this is math. This is not just me yeah. making stuff up, right? <laughs> And, and the key thing about the mathematical expectancy equation, which is what determines your wealth growth, the future value determines what your wealth will grow to and by when, but the mathematical expectancy equation determines the rate of your wealth growth. Mm. And that is in a very simple terms, right? I can go into the math of it, but the simple understanding of it is it's probability times payoff. Now, the key in that that's really important to understand people intuitively get probability, right? We all yeah. understand what the odds of something happening. We kind of guess it. We know what are high probability, low probability situations. What we don't get, and this is critically important because it totally screws up the math of growing wealth is the impact of large, but infrequent or unexpected losses. Okay, that totally messes up the compound growth equation, the expectancy equation, and people don't understand how to interpret it. But it's, it's completely key because what it does is it connects your wealth growth to the principles of risk management. And principles of risk management are applied differently in each of the three asset classes that you can use to build wealth. So again, this is taking the, mel the inviolable math that determines how your wealth grows, you look at how it's structured and you understand that it implies certain things about what you have to do in terms of your financial strategy in order to make it work reliably and predictably. And that's why I call it the science of wealth growth. It's an engineered approach and it's based on mathematical expectancy and the related principle of risk management and how that affects your wealth growth. So that sounds, it, it sounds, it makes sense. But it also sounds like <laughs> it's a mouthful. It is. Um, and and do, is one of the reasons why people fail at creating wealth is because 
there are so many steps involved or there is the math involved or the scientific approach? I mean, why do we fail or they don't understand fail it. at growing the wealth faster? Yeah, people don't understand it. Um, I, you know, there, there's a couple layers to why people don't achieve financial independence or why they don't achieve their financial goals. On one level, there's a lack of understanding mm-hmm. and what the principles imply in terms of what's valid strategy and what's not. Surprisingly, like as you alluded to, I cut my teeth in the hedge fund business, right? And my job was I, I developed computerized trading algorithms. So I ended up testing most of what's taught about how you invest. And surprisingly, what I learned is most of what's taught is wrong. It doesn't actually work in practice. There's very few things that are actually valid. And so that's where I developed a lot of these theories that I teach is actually in, you know, in the school of hard knocks of actually testing the stuff and putting real money on the line with it. Um, So to get back to your question of why people fail, a lot of it's lack of knowledge. Um, But another one more importantly is lack of commitment. It's not that hard to become financially independent. There's some strategies that are remarkably simple. For example, just buying a certain number of rental houses and long-term renting them and paying off the mortgage using a Mm -hmm. fixed rate fully advertising mortgage. Super simple strategy. Anybody with a high school education could implement it. You don't even need a high school education really. Um, And so it's very doable. Anybody can do it. It totally works. It's absolutely reliable. And yet few people do it. Why? Okay. And I'm not advocating just that strategy. There's many valid strategies, right? I'm just throwing that out as a brain dead, simple example. Right. And so the thing is that it's lack of commitment. Okay. Ultimately your wealth begins with you and ends with you. It's going to be determined by the decisions you make every day. And that commitment needs to get connected, connected to a plan that's based on sound principles that governs what your daily action steps are. And that that is then engineered to produce the wealth. Again, it connects back to this whole scientific wealth building process, which is you've got to have a valid plan and then you connect it back to your daily actions. Mm -hmm. It's all engineered to result in wealth by a certain time. That's so true. And it's, yeah, having the discipline and like you say, being committed. I mean, it's one thing to say you want to save. And then it's another thing when you buy, you know, five Starbucks coffees in a week. (laughs) Well, and it's also knowing, yeah, it's also knowing like what that savings is. Like you could say, oh, I want to save, but that's so nebulous. Nobody's going to stick with it. Right. But if you're really clear that the savings goes into this investment, this investment does this. And then when I get to this point, I'm going to do that. And then this will compound to here. Like if you understand how the puzzle pieces fit together and you understand that that Starbucks coffee today equates to something tomorrow, Mm -hmm. then it's a lot easier to stay with it because you get where you're going. You understand it at a deeper level to just say, Hey, I need to save more money. That's not going to get you anywhere. It's too vague. So what are some of the important financial questions that we need to ask ourselves that maybe we don't? The starting point is to understand how much money you need to become financially independent. Now there's two answers to that. Most people understand because most people uh, assume that how much money I need to be financially independent. It's an asset based question, right? Like what mountain of assets do I have to accumulate in order to, Uh, achieve financial independence or retirement or whatever you want to call it. And that's only a partial answer because ultimately it's a cash flow equation, right? The definition of financial independence is the cash flow from your investments exceeds your, your spending needs. Mm -hmm. And so that's financial independence in a very simple definition. And so it's not an asset question. It's a cash flow question. The cash flow connects to the assets via the return on investment equation. 
And so again, notice how like this is all engineered. It's all science. It's very straightforward once you understand it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm using terminology and stuff, but it's not complicated at all. Um, so that's the first question people have to answer is how much money do I need to be financially independent? That sets the goal. That determines where you need to go in order to achieve your objective, right? Yeah. That points the path. And the next thing is you have to design the plan. What is my plan to get there? How am I actually going to make that real as opposed to just a dream? Because the difference between a dream and a goal is a plan to get there. Yeah. Yeah. There is a failure to plan for sure. Yeah. And I know you've created like a financial freedom puzzle that is like, step by step super anyone can follow it which of course is your seven steps to seven figures can you quickly kind of go through those seven steps just to kind of give us an idea yeah and actually i can't take credit for creating it my clients created it all i did was notice the pattern that everybody follows on this journey right interesting Yeah. And I mapped it out. So it came through years and years of coaching clients on the path to financial independence. And I noticed that it fit into seven succinct steps. And so what's interesting, and again, I didn't create this, right? I couldn't have been this clever, um, (laughs) is it came from the clients and they showed me that it's not just financial, it's personal. So what you'll see is step one and step two, it goes financial and then step two is personal. Mm -hmm. So step one is financial, step two is personal. Then step three is financial, step four is personal. They're paired, right? So one and two are paired, three and four are paired. And then then five is an investment one and six is an investment one that moves beyond. But anyway, it's kind of an interesting structure how it works. So step one is just your basic personal finance. It's what you'll see on all the personal finance sites. Um, You know, it's the basics of how do you get a home? How do you, you know, spend less than you earn so that you result in savings, Mm -hmm. proper insurance, all the basic financial planning stuff that you can get for free anywhere on the internet. That's step one. Okay. And you've got to get that. Basically that's getting your financial foundation in order. Makes sense. Okay. So step one is the financial foundation. Step two is the personal foundation that results in wealth. Now this has a little bit of a different story to it. What I noticed in the early years of my coaching, I used to accept both get out of debt clients as well as build wealth clients. I don't accept them anymore. I'm, I'm closed for coaching. So, um, but I used to, and I had this interesting day one time where I had this juxtaposition. I'd go from a debt client to a wealth client, a debt client to a wealth client one day when I was working with them. And I was struck by the differences what I realized was that the habits and the attitudes of the wealthy clients were a mere image of the mere opposite image of the habits and attitudes of the get out of debt clients. And it gave me an insight. I realized that there's key habits and attitudes Mm. that result in wealth. And so just to give you one as an example, um, because I know we're limited on time here, so I'm just rushing through it. Um, One example is um, self-responsibility. Right. So when something goes wrong for a wealthy client, they always own the responsibility. Now that's key because what that does is that empowers the client. The opposite of self-responsibility is a victim. When you're a victim, what happens is you give away all your power. Now, when you have the habit of giving away all your power as a victim, it doesn't matter if you even do it once. Once you develop that habit, then what happens is you become disempowered and you no longer have the capability to take charge of your life. Whereas when you take self-responsibility for everything, then you are in charge of your life. You recognize that you're responsible for the outcomes and now you can move forward. It's a subtle thing, but it's a very powerful concept. And that's just one example of many different habits and attitudes. Totally. Like mindsets, you know, limiting beliefs. Yeah. I can, I can just imagine. 
but it's also even like the habits of daily life, like how you live your daily life, you know, exercise, proper eating, um, on and on and on. There's just these habits and these attitudes that govern how you operate every day. Very, very simple stuff, but it's very important. One set of habits and attitudes take you to wealth. The other set of habits and attitudes take you to poverty. It's just that simple. Okay. So you want me to keep going with the other ones? Gotcha. All right. So step (laughs) three. All right. Keep rolling. All right. Step three is the only one that's publicly available right now. Um, and that's how you design a wealth plan that will actually work. And that's what we were talking about earlier here. You have to make sure that the, the characteristics of the individual asset classes, because each asset class has different characteristics and each person brings different resources, capabilities, and unique characteristics to the wealth planning process. Mm -hmm. You have to match the asset classes and the strategies you use in those asset classes to your personal situation, your life, your skills, your resources. That's how you build a wealth plan that will actually work. And so there's a lot that goes into that and that's what that course teaches. Um, so it teaches you how to design a wealth plan that will actually work. And the walkaway benefit is you walk away with not only the plan, but it's all reverse engineered and action steps. So you know exactly what to do every day to nice. implement it. So that's step three. Step four is now that you have the plan, so what? You know, you have to take massive action, right? Yep. And again, my clients taught me this. I'd build a wealth plan with them and then they get stuck in taking action. Yeah. So I learned that that's step four. You have to have a process by which you take massive action. You overcome your personal limiting beliefs. You overcome the obstacles that keep you from taking massive action. So that's step four. And then step five is expectancy investing. And what that is, is that's what I developed when I was a hedge fund manager. It's a unique approach to uh, what I call paper asset investing, which is the stocks, bonds, yeah. um, that kind of stuff that a broker or advisor can sell you, um, those asset classes, I teach a very different approach to investing than the conventional low-cost passive index approach. Um, And so that's step five, expectancy investing. Step six is more advanced investing principles. What happens once you attain wealth? And so in other words, once you're financially independent, your goals and your needs change and your approach your approach to investing changes. And so that's step six. And then step seven is now that you're a millionaire, so what? Right. And the whole idea is that what people do is they mistake financial freedom for personal freedom. Nobody really wants more money. What they want is what they think money will buy them. Mm -hmm. And so when you're in the workaday world, you, you, it's very easy to mistakenly equate financial freedom with personal freedom. So it's still a really valuable goal, but what you'll find is that the real goal all along was personal freedom. And that's what step seven is all about. Nice. It sounds very well-rounded and it's so true how the personal stuff ties in with the finances, which normally it's not thought of that way traditionally. Yeah. It's seldom taught that way. And yet if you don't get the personal part right, you ain't going to get the financial part right either. You can have, you you can have the science of finance down pat um, and you'll do better than those that don't. But if you personally get in the way of it, you'll still hold yourself back. Yeah. That's so true. That's very enlightening. Well, I love your step-by-step approach. It, it makes it seem more attainable and that it can be done. <laughs> you know what it I mean? It really can be. It's, yeah. it's not that complicated. I mean, yeah, I'm throwing some terminology around. You know, it's like Albert Einstein said, make it simple as possible, but no simpler. I mean, the terminology is the terminology, right? So I toss a little bit around, but as you can tell, it's very understandable. It's very straightforward. And the difference is whether you take action on it or not. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And we all need to, you know, be accountable and be responsible for what our future is, right? 
Well, you don't have to. Some people choose not to, right? <laughs> and, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you can live whatever life you want. If you don't want financial independence, you don't want financial security, then don't do it. Yeah. You know? But if you do, there's an engineered scientific approach to attaining it that works and it's repeatable science. Perfect. And when you know the science works and you know that that works, then um, that is fabulous. So how can people find out more information about the seven steps to seven figures um, on your website? Yeah. So everything's at financialmentor.com. So it's two words mashed together, financial and mentor. All is one word, financialmentor.com. And um, right now, the only course I have publicly, I have five books. I got my sixth book coming out oh, here wow, within a month. Yeah. So I've got a new book coming out on, it's called the leverage equation. And it's all about how you apply leverage to accelerate your wealth growth. And it's not just financial leverage. Like most people think of, yeah. there's actually six principles of leverage and they totally apply to your audience because most of them are business related. Um, and so that sixth book comes out. Uh, probably in a month or so, we're recording this in March. It should come out, I think, in April or I, probably May. Yeah. When it should get released. And then, so I got my sixth book coming out, but on the website are my courses. And so you can look under um, uh, products on, on the financialmentor.com main menu, and you'll see both my books as well as my courses. And the course that you can access right now, the wealth planning course, expectancy wealth planning is the step three course. Perfect. I'll make sure I have those links on the, uh, the website. Yeah. And for people that don't want to buy anything, don't worry about it. There's tons of free resources. I got the largest collection of financial calculators on the internet. Oh, if you subscribe, I give you a free ebook. It's all about, you know, building relationship and trust. So there's a lot of free, res free resources as well for people. Perfect. Well, thanks for that. Well, folks, this week's 15-minute cruise to move the needle in your business, it comes to an end fast, I know. And of course, thank you so much, Todd, for sharing your financial wisdom and helping us realize that seven figures is achievable. Thank you, Captain Lindsay. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so folks, if you're looking to achieve faster growth through blogs, videos, podcasts, and other pieces of content marketing, look no further than smoothbusinessgrowth.com. So have a profitable and productive week, folks, and may the winds always be at your back. <laughs> <laughs>